my love, what'd you get up to today? I went back to my room and I read and I watched a little documentary on the pay gap between women and men. What'd they have to say? Um, it was really good. Did you know Iceland and uh, Zimbabwe? Or no? No. What's the other Z? Ooh, this is going to make me sound really bad. The other Z? Uh, yeah, African country. Um, Zimbabwe is the only one. Really? Okay, maybe it is them. Those are the two with the lowest uh, wage gap between men and women. And it was really, really interesting to hear about. What would they say is the cause? Well, Iceland, in basically the 70s, all of their women workers like left their jobs to be like, hey, we need to get paid the same. And it showed that, wow, all the businesses had to close down because women were like 50%, if not more, you know, of the workforce. And wait, in Iceland, all the businesses closed down because they had to pay women the same. No, they closed down because the women were in protest and walked out. So without the women workers, yeah, Uh they couldn't keep working. So the women were in the street. And then this led to basically like the government saying, oh, we need women workers. And they elected the first woman, like democratically elected uh, woman ever, like five years later five years after that and then when she was elected like two years after that or something like that she imposed a law that was like all companies mandatory have to give three months maternity leave paid and then she also then did like they later increased it to six months and then they realized that decreased it a lot but they said this is still giving discrimination between like if you hire a man, you won't have to give that maternity leave. So they made it um, basically an optional thing. Like you can use it or lose it for a man in like 2000. So that like men are basically like, well, if I don't use my six months paternity leave. I'm just going to lose that time. So I might as well. And so they're making like raising children a men and woman equal opportunity. Yeah, it's worth it for the man, right? Might as well stay home and raise the children as well if he's gonna get time yeah can you imagine a world where like both the man and the women take six months to like raise a baby together we kind of have that here i mean we have family leave they call it they don't want to use the gender you don't get paid though maternity leave sometimes yeah i think only maternity leave is paid you get a couple weeks off and then you get you know up to three or four months of where you can get unpaid leave but it's like unpaid leave i don't really understand the point of it like yeah, I cannot work for three months. I know that. That's not. I guess they're guaranteeing your job back. Yeah, no potentially. Man's take that. But it seems like to me, just get a get a different job at that point. You know, after three yeah. or four months, I always think that it's kind of crazy that like they offer that. Like, that's not a consolation prize. It's yeah. Really well, the people they're anything. talking about are like careerists too. So it's like the man's going to get further if he works in those six months and the woman takes it off. Like maybe he gets a promotion in those six months or you know, that kind of dedication. And so, but anyway, I thought it was really good. And that's what they've, I've heard that argument a lot of times too, when it comes to the pay gap that that time that women take off, like, yeah, it might only seem like three months or it's only three months here or there. But if you look at it in aggregation, that's a lot of time that you're spending not working that men are taking advantage of to get those promotions. And well, get and that that's why, so pay. what they say is that's why we need you to know? make it The main issue is that basically men need to step up and say like raising a child just isn't a woman's job because that's the major perception that they say like holds back 
besides, you know, it'd be great if we passed those same laws in America that would kind of like help the systemic change. But like, it would also help if men during the day were like, oh no, I'm going to go, my kid's getting vaccines. I'm going to go to that appointment. Whereas mostly that stuff and school appointments fall on women still, even after the maternity and paternity leave, Mm -hmm. if you have a great company and you get paternity leave. So it's like men need to step up and be like, no, I want to be at my like child's rehearsal. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Because then the employer looks at like, oh, both men and women who have children like are going to take equal amount of time. And then it becomes like deciding to have a child is a decision to have a lesser career, but it's not just for women. It's also a decision for men of like, oh, if I have a child, it's going to like, it needs to be something for me to almost step back a little from my career. So how do they encourage that kind of societal change just through offering leave to both people? Or is that because it seems like like what what changes that perception? Because I, I it's definitely the way it is now. Men generally just stay at the office and work, and women will take the time off to do other things. Just in my own working experience, that's what I've seen still. Well, and how the do they combat thing is, that? Is like, like if you're given this there? optional six months when the baby is young, then like you're already more invested in the care, and like that gives the woman time to do things she needs, and you're doing it equally together. So then your partners in that, and that leads through the child's life. It doesn't just stay in the six months. That's the hope, you know? Yeah. No, I like that. I, I think there's definitely needs to be more opportunity for parents to just take time off in general. Like we, we just don't care about that part aspect of society at all. As far as like there's other, the other arguments, like the amount of unpaid work that women did, even in the in before women were really in the workforce, you know, like pre 1950s, 60s then the amount of unpaid work that they were doing essentially was just like paid by employers because they were paying the men to work, you know, 10, 11 hours a day. And the women would just raise the children, all that kind of thing. But now we've got to the point where women are also in the workforce, but we haven't addressed that second part of it where, okay, what about this unpaid work that's still getting done? You know, you're not, you're not rewarding one side of the family more to be able to take care of both sides of it. But now the work's just not getting done at all, or it's being neglected, or it's being pushed off on other services or other Wait, third parties. Wait, what do you parties, mean the work? You know, it's getting pushed off. Oh, the, so, the, somebody's got to raise that child, regardless. The that work work's at gotta, the company. That works. Like, that works. No, the no, the the what's been historically for most of human society has been unpaid work, like the child care, the house care, that kind of thing, the upkeep of of a household has been unpaid. But now, when no one's doing that, or it's being pushed off on third parties and that kind of thing, like somebody's still paying it. And if you're pushing off on a third party, okay, great. So now the employee's paying that cost versus before when men were just treated like, yeah, they're the breadwinners and companies knew that. So they were all just paying men more money and men felt like they had to like work their ass off at their job so they could earn the money to do it. But nowadays we've kind of like got away from that side of it where employees don't, employers don't see it. They want you to treat your work like it's your family and that's what you need to care about the most. But then that unpaid work, traditionally unpaid work, is still getting done by somebody, but no one else is compensating for it other than just employees or um, or women taking time off and not getting paid as much and that kind of thing. It's like that's kind of the next step we have to take, in my opinion, is still valuing that work as just as important for a company to have satisfied employees as anything else. You know, like we can't just leave this the most successful part of our economy companies off yeah, the hook I think for this also kind of work, you know? is like that's no longer an option like 
with inflation and everything, a man like making really good money, it's he has to really be in the top tier in order for his like woman to not work. It's not even an option because I have a lot of right. friends who like just want to raise kids and they can't. So that's the kind of sucky part. I wouldn't mind living in that society. Like I get I'm I'm gonna be a worker and I've like people generations before me have worked and protested for my right to like work and have as good of a career as you but I wouldn't mind the opportunity to be like hey Matthew you can just be a stay-at-home dad I'm just gonna work yeah I wouldn't mind that opportunity either if employers were paying like they used to pay from for all levels of employee where they was understood that yeah when I'm paying this employee what I'm really doing is I'm paying for a family to survive on this salary but nowadays it's not like that and employees see it as I'm paying for you to live what your wife does and what your kid does, that doesn't matter. You need to fight for that yourself, you know? So I feel like we've, we've just really missed that part of it as we've, you know, kind of developed. But, and then that's just, but that's the other part of like the pay gap issue as well is like if, if women go off and do that and they don't, and they take the time to take, to raise the kids and take care of the house, then when they go back into the workforce and the kids are old enough to kind of take care of themselves, then they've missed you know, three to four to five years, even yeah. more of career development. I don't know. That's interesting. I wonder why Zimbabwe got involved in this whole thing too. So they had, uh, I'm going to sound really ignorant because they didn't tell me that much about the war that was happening with them, but it was like in the seventies, they were like in a warring nation. And so like, they fought the independence well, from Britain, yeah. Okay, well, most of their men died, so that women then made up 60 to 70% of the population. So before that time, men took, like, all the jobs in the army, the doctors, the any job you can think of. It was, like, America in the, you know, 1800s. And um, then, basically, it just forced them. They were like, we literally wouldn't survive as a society unless women took these roles. So then women could take any role they want. And now of course, because it's a majority of the population, they made up like most of the roles in the army and doctors and any like prestigious role you can think of. The police officers were all women. And so now women, um, as they're born, like literally don't think there's any job they can't do because the government kind of changed from there too, because they're like, Oh, we need all the women in these roles. So we're going to encourage it. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how it happened. They're still a little lower than Iceland, but it's pretty impressive. That is really interesting. But that's like that's not legislative sweeping change. That's just societal change over time and adapting yeah. to the realities of their society. The legislation changed, though, because before there was no – you could discriminate. And then afterwards, they started putting in, like, legislation of, like, men and women are equal is what came out of that. So – legislation changed okay so women started doing the job first kind of at the same time within the same years because they realized women needed to be in those positions so as women kind of started to like take them over they made the legislation and then now they have like they even have a legislation that like women need to make up like 30 percent of their governing body or something like that so Uh um, and right now they make up 60 percent which is higher than any other place so pretty cool. And it seems like it they passed the legislation just as to to support like women are already doing the job, we might as well pay them the same amount of money. But it wasn't like it's also like people are so scared of these big sweeping changes in legislation. But once it happens and then you get a couple years or a couple generations down the line, everyone just accepts it as fact. 
No one's thinking about like, oh, can you imagine how controversial that was back then? Like, no, that's just the way things are. Yeah, it makes sense to do it. Well, it was literally, we won't survive as a culture unless this happens. Uh-huh. So it's like their hands were forced. I'm sure all the men of legislature weren't like happy about it. But Yeah, but they're in the minority at that point. Sounds yeah. right. But you know what I'm saying? How eventually it just becomes standard. It just becomes, yeah, like that's just how society should be run. If a woman's doing the same job as a man, he should just be paid as much. But whereas like if we were to, if we were to pass a, a law tomorrow, someone was to bring up a law tomorrow in Congress and say every woman needs to be paid the same amount as a man uh, for doing the same job, it would be uproar. There'd be news stories. It would be controversial. And then if it passed it, 10 years down the line, everyone would be like, yeah, that's, that makes sense. Of course. We already have those laws though. We have no discrimination laws. Yeah. Which but there's always really ways work. around those. There's always ways around those kind of laws. Yeah. You can just say like, yeah, this woman's not as good as that guy is. The guy's not is worth as much. We, we just have an individualistic society too. So they're saying if you need want to get paid more, you need to just ask for it and get paid more. We don't have the same kind of views as a lot of other places do where all the workers for a company are all contributing the same. Ours is very much if you want to contribute more, then you need to just contribute more. You need to just put more time in, ask for more, talk to your boss more, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And that, that is more unique than other places. Where other places have it in certain uh, jobs and certain places where it's typical like if you're a lawyer like yeah if you're you need to find clients that's like ex- accepted as kind of just the way it is but here it's every single job is seen that way down to jobs that like yeah you're not doing individual things most of the time you're just helping part of the team or you're just in one task in a, in a larger role but you're still expected to treat it like you know i need to go out there and do more for myself so i don't know I think it's more about personal development in America. Yeah. Like you need to develop yourself with these skills in order to get the pay you want. Right. But it's also personal development in the time of when you're not raising your kids, when you're not just getting by and taking care of your household, also find time to personally develop, you know, when it's like, no, some people just want to go to a job, be treated fairly be treated equal like everyone else that's doing the same job as them and go home and raise their family and spend more time on that aspect of life rather than just purely on the how can I earn money from my employer aspect of life. Yeah. Depends on the job you're seeking. I would say if you become a doctor, then you pretty much get to work your hours if you work at like a health clinic and then go home. But you've already personally developed to get that career. Yeah. Just depends that's, on your that's life. That's definitely true. And doctors is definitely one tiny, tiny, tiny piece of the economy. And there's a small percentage of people that are doctors. But yeah, that's definitely a good baseline for everyone. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, ultimately, I believe you can pick your projection. And even though there's some things like, oh, inflation's rising, you can blame all these things around you. But then you're going to reap, like, the negativity you're sowing. So you might not get the outcome you want. Whereas if you realize all the benefits of the things around you and you can like kind of, I still believe you can cut out your own career and do whatever you want. And there's a lot of different examples of people doing it. I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm just saying as a society, it's unrealistic to expect every single person to do that. And that's the only way we're going to grow as a society is every single person individually is taking on their own responsibility rather than looking at the whole and saying, 
how can we bring up the majority of people and give them a good opportunity with because if the you effort try they're to putting bring in. up someone else like the person has to want to bring up themselves you know i'm not saying they need to bring themselves up to be a house on malibu and a vacation home in uh colorado i'm just saying bring up their base level of pay and, and respect they deserve in the workforce yeah and then that just brings inflation up we've seen it happen for the past 10 years no way. It that doesn't not solve drive. anything. Having... That does not drive inflation. I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not yeah, saying. Yeah, it does. If you pay people at McDonald's more, that burger is going to cost more. If that burger costs more, then your house costs more. It doesn't. It doesn't need to cost it. more. It doesn't it need does to cost because more. Because demand, more people have more money and therefore can pay more. The baseline of housing just went up because that's how, we, that's the market. Like that's the in the market economy that we've created. So yes, by the definition of our economy, that is, unless you want the government to regulate housing prices. Is that what you want? Yeah, sure. We can do that. I just think we're never going to make that systemic of a change, but I see where you're coming from. I think it's like an idea that a lot of people have and we've done it and it hasn't really worked out, but. When have we tried that? When Washington and California raise their minimum wages like every year, and it just makes things in those that state more expensive. Yeah, and then you also have people in those states that are benefiting from people paying a good chunk of money for those services and goods that they provide. So, you know, it just comes down to like social equality versus, yeah, crabs in a bucket. I'm gonna I'm gonna raise myself up, and then hopefully you don't come up with me. You know. Yeah, I don't, I think you should give and help as much as you take. But I also think, like, if you invest in yourself first, then you're going to have a more fruitful life. But those are two different arguments, right? Because those people that are taking more than their fair share aren't giving back. Yeah, and you can't regulate every single person. That sucks. And that's not, but that's exactly what you're saying. you're well, exactly what you're saying is that you need to have everyone regulated and everyone doing the best they possibly can and improving themselves individually. That's not what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. You're saying, let's bring everyone up. And I'm saying, if we just raise the minimum wage, that's not really going to do anything. I'm saying for me personally, like I want to invest in myself and I want to make sure I give a lot and I want to make sure I'm helping people. And hopefully I can get to like a sustainable, positive life that I enjoy. Okay. Again, yeah, it's, the individual side of it versus bringing it up, you know. And I hope society. I can influence as many people as possible to also invest in themselves. I think I just said, what's individualistic about wanting to help? That's part of like the thing I said. I think you put your focus on the government and other things you can't control outside of your realm, and you think those are controlling you, when in reality, if like, you need to see what you can control and focus on that and develop your scope of influence and not blame out like external factors because external factors you can't control. And they may not change. The government's not going to hand you more money. The government's not going to lower housing prices. These are things you need to look at. Maybe you can do something with that knowledge and invest I'm not asking in a for the government. Or- I'm not asking for the government to hand me more money. I'm asking for employers, employees to band together, get out the guillotines, start uh, beheading the rich, demand what they earn. Okay, we'll start a group then. Okay. 
or become an employer who treats employees fairly. That's what I intend. Like, that's the change I would want to be. I don't see like, I can't change my employer's mind. So why don't I educate myself, start something and hope that I can like treat my employees in the way I always wanted to be treated. Right. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. I wouldn't disagree with that either. I think that's a great opportunity and a great uh, course to chart. Anyway, that's the documentary I watched before this conversation. I think women get paid too much, honestly. Okay. Anyway, so you went, you had a conference at work. That's exciting. I hit 100 days in a row of meeting my move goal on my watch today. Good job. I also almost passed out in yoga today. <laughs> Were you drinking water? Yeah, it was a flow class. And usually they just, you know, you move with the breath, but he was moving so fast and it, it's warm in that room. And I just was like, I physically, if I, like, I could not, even though he's like, breathe and you're de- breathing deeply. I felt like the like air wasn't reaching my lungs. I was like, <gasps> I was so bad. So Jeez. that was fun, but it was really hard and really, really challenging. And I enjoyed that. And tomorrow I'm only going to a yin class, which is a lot easier. I think I've never been to one and that'll be good recovery. I think that's hard work, baby. I know it really was. And I ran up that huge hill that's near me. The one that's the last mile of that hundred mile race. Mm-hmm. It's like a mile uphill. I ran, I finished my run in that hill as the last thing I ran yesterday and I did it again today and I was really feeling it. So, wow. I know. Job, also, though. this is mostly what I want to tell you. I think I'm going to treat myself cause it's Friday and I think I'm going to go to dinner and or lunch tomorrow at the vegan place downtown. And they have like a zucchini lasagna. That sounds really, really good. And like a raw cheesecake. But as I was looking at restaurants, there's this place close by, like 15 miles away, that serves banana ice cream, which I could like make myself, but they do like little add-ins and like brownie crumble if you want. And that Uh, sounds so good. So I might have to do that. You need to go by yourself? Yeah. Just a little sit down dinner? Yeah. That sounds fun. I was either going to do it for lunch or dinner. I haven't decided yet. So, or I could just I don't know go if I'm to brave the... enough to do that. Really? Well, I kind of do it all the time. Like oh, okay. even back in Boise, I would go to the, it's not quite the same, but I would go to the smoothie bowl place with my laptop. And so I don't go to like fancy dinners. Yeah, you that's know, totally like... different. Yeah. I guess if you're just like ordering at a counter and bringing that's like reasonable, but like sitting down, like getting a waiter and stuff. Yeah, as long as it's pretty like casual, like if I sit outside and it's a waiter place, then I don't feel bad. I just bring out my book or my yeah. Laptop. I don't think that's I, I could do that too. Like I'll be able to get pizza go. and stuff, but, but that's different. I I didn't I thought this place was gonna be like oh sit down like we'll bring you out your your vegan dessert that kind of thing. Um, honestly, I can't remember, but um, the healthy even then if you, one, you can do that, go more power to you if it is like yeah. a sit down place. I just read my book and um, listen to other people's conversations. Like at coffee today, oh, I'm so sad I didn't have my business card to interrupt those two kids. Yeah, talking. a couple of bros. That's cool. Making a party prom- planning business. I honestly don't know what it was, but it was something about selling tickets. And 
they were talking about like the employees and how much they would pay them and da 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 da. And this one guy was going to get his AA and what the like total cost they would both get after taxes and stuff. And they were pretty wrong. So I just wanted to like, oh, like total profit. They were trying to talk about like how much money each of them would get, you know, and they really yeah, weren't yeah. considering like all the things that go into like paying employees or the fact that if they're deciding not to do employees, they have to do an independent contractors and they're trying to decide if they should be an LLC or sole proprietorship. And I really wanted to go over there and be like, cause they were like, should we pay ourselves a salary? And I was like, yeah, you shouldn't like pierce the corporate veil if you're going to be like a sole proprietorship. <laughs> anyway, it was good times. I was just listening to them as they were trying to, they were just young kids. They must've been like 18 or 19. So it was pretty that's cool. cool. Well, pretty driven. And that's the, yeah, that's the place to do it. Coffee shops? In California. Yeah. So how was your Wednesday? Tell me about your Wednesday and your Thursday because I missed all the action. Who were you getting drinks with at the user conference? So first I met this guy. Well, I didn't meet him. I, I knew this guy, Alan and Tim from uh, Kansas City. And they came into town and that was really cool. I saw them earlier in the morning and then I met with up, I met up with them later. Um, and we were hanging out. We were ch- talking. They were doing that. They were flying home from Southwest tomorrow. So they were doing that. Like their check-in was like 6 o'clock or 6.30. So they were like waiting, waiting, waiting to the very first second, you know, because Southwest, you have to book it. And as soon as you check in, that's when they give you the opportunity to assign your place for when you can get like open seating, you know? Uh-huh. So that was kind of funny. They were like doing that. And like these people kept trying to come up and talk to them. And they were like, wait, 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 like, just wait. Like, we need to do this. Like, you need to stop for one second and then we'll come talk to you. Um, and then I talked to this guy, Chris, who I would have been talking to over the course of this last year. And we never met. And all day long, people kept coming up. Uh, Katie came up to me. Casman came up to me. And they were like, hey, Chris wants to talk to you. He wants to take a picture with you uh, to show his coworkers because they, they want to see what you look like. Because uh, I've been working with him and his, his little team over there the whole time. And and then Katie messages me or whatever. And she's like, meet Chris at noon at this place. So I go down there at noon. I can't see Chris. Um, and then like a couple hours later, uh, Casman comes by. And he's like, hey, run right down right now and go see Chris. He wants to see you and talk to you. So I run down there. And then Chris is nowhere to be found. I, I don't know what he looks like yeah. either, right? So I'm just like going off Casman's definition of like, oh, he's, you know, it looks like he's like 55. Um, and he like, you know, early fifties and, uh, or late forties. And he has like a black suit on. So I'm kind of looking, but it's like, that's everybody at this conference. You know what I mean? Like that describes everyone. So I don't really know what to look for, but then I'm uh, waiting in line at the conference. I'm getting some food. Uh, I got a few cups in me and then I see his name badge. And it's like, Chris. And I'm like, Oh, Chris, Hey, uh, I good to meet you. And he's like, Hey, good to see you too. And I don't have like a name tag or anything on. And I don't realize that for a little while. So I'm kind of talking to him like, hey, we've been running, like people are trying to tell me to run into you this whole time, all all day long. We've been like ships in the night. Like just, I haven't been able to like, just keep missing you. How romantic. And then then he's like, uh, I'm like, oh, I'm Matthew. And then uh, I introduced myself. He's like, oh, he's like, yeah, I haven't wanted to talk to you. So then I was talking to him. And then he found a table after he got some food. He's like, I'm going to get some food. I'll find a spot for you. I was like, yeah, okay. All right. I'll get some food oh, too. What kind of food did and you then get? It was so good. Oh. It was, uh, they had these, they had these like roasted vegetables from 
they were like all like oh locally sourced local uh roasted vegetables and they were really good it was like carrots and these yellow tomatoes and uh some zucchini i think and then i had some beef and i had a little bit of salmon a little bit of chicken Meanwhile, and a little bit of micah's waiting by her laptop with a candle and a tea no this is way this is way this is way earlier oh, okay. this is like six Never mind. go on and then i met up with him and then he was chatting to this this uh lady sophie and her husband uh tom and they had their baby luke and we were just kind of chatting away with there and then i was with uh my buddy Kev came up, and Kev, he works with Sophie. Uh, so we were talking. Uh-oh. I need to charge and my then... laptop. Okay. I heard that beep, boop, beep. One second. I'm going to take the headphones off so I won't be able to hear you. Okay, just plugging her in. Okay, the day is saved. Go on. And then, so I was talking to Sophie and Tom. Uh, and Tom, they, they, they're from Baltimore. So we were talking about like the East coast and Tom, he lives in Baltimore and works in DC. So he has to take the train. Mm. It's like a 50 minute commute. So he wakes up like four o'clock in the morning, commutes 50 minutes on the train and then like sleeps on the train home, gets back at like six forty five. but it was nice. They're showing us pictures of their, like where they lived and, uh, where the parents' houses and stuff. And. It is a, it's just a different world, how dense it is over there. Even just like the, even the suburbs are extremely dense compared to what we have out here, you know? And then Sophie was like, oh, it's so nice that you guys have all this open space. I was like, yeah, like open space, it's cheap to travel to. Like anyone from Baltimore can go fly out to Wyoming or fly out to Yellowstone or anywhere like that and, and go enjoy the open space and then go back to like a big city, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. It's just too packed over there. Too many people. Too much traffic. Yeah, I couldn't do, like, upper East Coast because it's cold, but I could do, like, Southeast. Yeah, yeah, and that's definitely, yeah, like, the Carolinas aren't quite as bad. It's just, like, like the true back East. I, I, when I think East, I think, like, D.C. to New York corridor, you know, like, where people are just yeah. crammed in like rats um, all along. That's good. That is fun. But it was fun. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was nice to meet people and stuff. And I never yeah. really do stuff like that, like on a, on, a, on a big scale. So that was fun talking to, you know, Alex was there. All the Alexes, Michelle, Yarrow, the whole well, Kit and gang. Caboodle. That's pretty fun. Um, I, um, I'm glad you had fun. What did you do Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday. Not a lot. I picked up my dry cleaning. Oh, Yaro took me home after work and picked up my dry cleaning at that place. They're closing that dry cleaner by me. So now that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's two dry cleaners down. I guess Winco owns that building and they're raising, they're they're raising the rate. Of course. um, And they don't want to pay for it. I guess they said they're not making enough money, which seems impossible to me because that place has got to be so busy with people just drop by. Like, yeah, I'll drop off my dry cleaning when I go to my groceries. Maybe they're just moving to a cheaper place. Next week when I get my groceries. Maybe, but she said they're just closing it. And she's like, I was like, well, where should I go? And then she's like, oh, on 15th Street, they still have locations. Like, that's yeah, great, but 15th Street's not that close to where no. I live. But so that's happening, which is pretty sad. But then, so Yara took me home. And then, um, well, we stopped at Whole Foods, got a little, uh, he, he asked me, he had the, the audacity to ask me, oh, have you ever had a chocolate chip cookie from Whole Foods? And I was like, yeah, I've had the vegan ones. He's like, yeah, that's the ones I get. They're so good. And I was like, yeah. They are so good. And then we went and got the ones that were like, Stop. preheated. With who? On- and we were eating those. Eat- 
Yarrow. Yarrow. On Wednesday? Yeah, and we were eating those for a little while because he took me – he parked really far away. He had to park – I don't know. It's probably like a 15-minute walk, honestly. It was like past it – it's it basically by where uh, you used oh. to work. And then he was like, I don't want to drive home in the traffic, so let's just go get a cookie. I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Wow, so we got getting cookie. cookies without me already. It was good cookie. They're still so good. That does sound really good. Um, yeah. Then I came home, and then I was just kind of like getting things cleaned up. I had to fold some laundry and do that whole good set up. I'm jealous of the cookie, but I um uh yesterday I went to a coffee shop, um and then afterwards I walked by the little health food store on my way home, and I went in there and they had this thing called a yum bar, and it was no sugar, and um so that's why you know good for me. And it was basically it was really good. It was. Uh, like dates, ground dates, and some coconut oil on the bottom. It was like a thick layer. And then it was a layer of like peanut butter. And then, which I love dates and peanut butter. So pretty much it right there. And then it was some chopped almonds on top with like a little bit of sea salt, I think. And it was so good because it really wasn't that sweet. It tasted just like dates and peanut butter. But it was like, I don't know, just really good in a bar Uh form. And... I really enjoyed it. That's my whole story since you talked about like your cookie you're bragging about. Yeah, that does sound good. That's cool. Is it only at that health food store? I've never heard of a yumbo. Yeah, so it's like they made it and put it in a little container and labeled it. Oh, really? Yeah, I like love this health food store. They like have homemade vegan cheeses they make and they're in little containers. And even my mom and dad like get those every single week because they're so good. And I think they're like, okay, wow. I think I make pretty good vegan cheese. But then they have homemade little like avocado puddings. Do they have, do they have ice cream there at the health food store? Um, I'm sure somewhere in their freezer section. Yeah. Vegan ice cream. They have like. I don't know. I'm just looking at this. The first result is yumbar.com.au. Vegan ice cream sandwich. Oh, that's different though. It's like a hazelnut thing. Um, huh. So they just, they just made their own thing huh? called yumbar. Yeah. They're just labeling it randomly. And then they also have like things you would find at a little grocer too. And it's not all vegan. Like they have homemade like tuna salad and they have fake tuna salad too, but they, which is made out of like chickpeas, but the tuna salad my mom gets sometimes and they have like soups and sandwiches you can order of course, but then they just have like groceries too, like fresh fruits and vegetables that are all local. It's like very farm to grocer and Mm. really, really yummy. So I just like stopping in there and like getting a snack occasionally on my way home because I'm usually pretty tired from yoga. Yeah, but that's nice. So you walk to yoga and then you walk past all these delectable delights on your way home too. Yeah. So like my, our little place is just like up the hill 0.2 miles from downtown. So I just get to downtown and then yoga is kind of on the other end of downtown. Not really because uh, you haven't even seen it really. So the downtown goes like the first street and then there's like a bisecting street, not well, is that right? It forms a Y, basically. So there's like two little streets mm-hmm. that kind of become one. And that's where the when it becomes one is when like yoga is in the health food store. And then if you keep walking, there's a few more coffee sh- shops. There's this like cool little old theater thing that also does like other live events, but only does like old movies and live events. And then you keep walking and you get to like the little like highway area kind of but you like cross that Mm -hmm. and then you go into old town 
which I don't think you've been to. And it's just another cute little downtown. But on your way there, you cross by the Capitol, which is really pretty. And the farmer's market happens in the parking lot of the farmer's market. This is all within less than a mile of each other. It's a mile from my house to yoga. Not really. It's like 0.9. But um, so yeah, I went on Saturdays. My routine is I wake up, I run, then I go to yoga, then I come back and change super quick. Then I go downtown to the farmer's market and I get all my little groceries and then I walk them back here. And then I think this week and apparently there's a coffee shop that could become my new one because I've tried three different coffee shops and so far my favorite's today's. But there's a coffee shop in Old Town that I guess is really, really cute. And mom says all the young people hang out there. Really? Yeah. All the youngies my age. Oh, well, it's been nice dating you. Yeah. That's what I said, too. I said, ooh-wee. I'm sure you did. Mom liked to hear that. Speaking of um, uh, not youngies, but um, people who are pretty attractive all the yoga teachers are like not really that attractive (laughs) there's like this they all like take off their shirts though that sounds really weird like the men do and the the one that i usually go to he's like out hiking this week has like a little belly paunch but you can tell they're like good at yoga like he could do like all the moves i can't do you know but like i walk in today and this guy is sitting there and he is like ripped he looks like if you walked into the gym and like not like bodybuilder rift, but like as if just someone who like had a six, but he's like way too old for me. I'm not saying I'm attracted to this person, but I just thought it was funny because (laughs) he took off his shirt and all the women, I swear, like looked up at him. And I was just like, what is going on? Why does the instructor need to take off his shirt? I never like second guessed it when it was the other guys. But as soon as it was him, I was like, you're just like wanting attention, huh? Like it was pretty funny. Yeah. That's yoga for you. He also had crazy Oliver's body covered with like tattoos that you couldn't read that I'm sure he doesn't even know what they say. So I always think that's pretty like, what are you doing? You know? No. Yeah. Like what you're into. Cutting all this out. But um, not my favorite yoga instructor because it was like way too fast paced. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Sounds like you get pretty uh, bothered up there at the old yoga studio, huh? (laughs) can i just say that he was like a fraction if that if he could even claim to be that of how attractive you are that's what they all say that is what they all say but it's truth also maybe um all i literally said was that he didn't have i didn't see any girls take their tops off today by the way if we're just like keeping score (laughs) Not one girl has taken their top off since you left. It seems like you see it on the daily. Oh, yeah, That's none cool. of the men do yoga and shirts. Sounds like a healthy relationship. Huh, says the person who stood me up by an hour and a half today. Huh, yeah, sounds like a healthy relationship. Sounds like a healthy relationship. I'm just kidding. It's a um, equitable. It was really fun last night going to church. I really like the music they have there. It's like the main reason I like going, but um, yeah, it was good. It was fun. Hung out and talked in the parking lot for like 30 minutes and then forgot how long of a drive it was home. So I didn't get home till like 930, which is like 
Yeah, it's a late, late church. Me. It's a weird late Wednesday night church. No, I said it's not that weird. It's it just be seven Wednesday, Wednesday night like service. Yeah, it's not that late. It's at seven. There wasn't that many people there though, so I didn't really like that. It was pretty quiet, but they're usually packed. Was it like a gymnasium or was it a church? Church. It's a church, but it it's a stadium style. Yeah. Stadium style. Not stadium style. Sorry, it's like big it's like style. A mega church. What, what but, do you mean um, big style? Like rows in like a, a U shape around a pastor? Yeah. The Granite Bay is bigger. They have like literally more stadium style. Like you walk upstairs to go to different Jeez. seats. Not like that big as I'm sure you're imagining, but just like you walk up these aisle things. There's like side, like slanted up things. That's still, that's pretty big. Yeah. This one's really good though. Always has really good music. So that was super fun. And then, yeah, this morning just... Running, yoga, coffee shop was fun. Like there's something else I was going to tell you. Oh, I really like that book I'm reading on your Kindle account. Thank you. And um, today it had me write like my personal creed or like basically the whole, the second principle that I'm reading is like how everything that's ever built or made is like always created twice in essence. Like a builder doesn't put a single nail in the, like they don't hammer a single nail before they have the blueprint. And then that tells them what to do every day or how like a city is like planned before developed or like how a landscaper like plans the landscape before they plant like a single flower, that kind of thing. And so. Yeah, it's just telling you to like measure twice, cut once. That, that was in the book. Yeah, that's what my grandpa always said. Yeah, so it's really like applying that and saying, first of all, like it started out with like know what you want at the end, like at your funeral, basically. What do you want people um, saying and what do you want to have accomplished and like lived by? And then just like affirming the beliefs in yourself and then like making plans like and then that way, every day when you're evaluating things, you can say, does this fit in with like what my, what my higher, like my end to be, you know? So I just, you know, I really liked it. So and, you plan your funeral and then work backwards from there. That's interesting. No, he's just saying like what mattered to you? Cause some people are so f- centric on one thing. Like they're like, Oh, like having money is everything to me or um, my dream goal is to like, I don't know, do this one thing, but it's like, okay, if you were at your funeral and they had one person from your family speak, um, one friend speak, uh, one coworker speak, and then there's one other thing. Oh, one, like part of a community thing, like a church or something you're part of that you're passionate about. Like if they all spoke, like, what would you want them to say? And then like, go from there. And then it's also about like, what do you want your accomplishments to be? And then you should build backwards from there because it's like, if you're not, you can be, so then the other really interesting thing is it says like, that's the difference between leadership and management, like of yourself. Management is making things more efficient. So I'm going to like put this nail in the wall faster than ever, but leadership is making sure you're going in the right direction. So it's like saying, Hey, you're not nailing the right house, you know? Yeah, nails not going in the right sense. place. Yeah, like you, yeah. Like so you, anyone can put a lot of nails in the wall fast, but are those nails 
productive? Are those nails going in the right places? Yeah. Are you building the right house basically? Uh, so, um, and so it's finding out like being able to be like introspective and a lot of like examples were given of people who were like able to basically like meditate in themselves and see outside of themselves and their mental clarity of like what they want and like how to lead themselves to that. And part of that is starting with like the creed of what you want. And so I wrote down, I still have to refine them because a couple of them need to be combined and they got messy because I kept thinking of things as I was kind of writing, but I just thought it was really interesting. It's basically like a constitution in which you live your life. You know, like if you write down like the constitution in which you live, then making daily um, habits and daily decisions is super easy for you because it's just, do they align with the constitution of yourself? If they don't, then you go, yeah, that's illegal. Like I literally can't do it. So, you know me, I love analyzing daily habits and like ultimately habits compounds like what you do today is going to affect and become what you do with the rest of your life. So, wow. What's this? I thought it was good. That is really good. What, so what was this like thesis on it? I mean, what's this guy's credentials look like? What do you mean? This is just like, that was just principle too. So I haven't finished the book yet and they build upon each other. So, but I mean, does he have like what, what's the accomplishment what in like, writing about. a book? Yeah, I'm sure a lot. I haven't really looked into it. The last guy I read a book from was like worked at Harvard for 27 years, was a doctor of whatever psychology, wow. and he wrote a psychology book. So, made sense. Yeah, definitely, that does make sense. But this is like, yeah, he's helped leadership and CEOs all over the world, and yeah, it's a best-selling book. But you know, I think and personally everything he said i'm like yeah that really makes sense because the first one was um learning what you can and cannot dictate he says it all a lot better and a lot more in depth than i'm saying right now of course but is saying if you fundamentally learn like what you can do and increasing your scope and learn like don't blame it on the boss, but instead be able to adapt and create opportunities for yourself because the boss is bad and you know, he'll like diminish you in a certain way. So you can not diminish you, but he's going to ask like a lot of leading questions because he can't relinquish control. So make sure that you just do the extra work and have those answers for him, you know, or things like that, where it's like you can, a lot of people would just like complain at the water cooler for 30 minutes about how bad their boss is. Whereas the other person is just putting in the work and making sure that the boss won't have any like worries about them. And then that's therefore yeah, trying to find solutions yeah. scope of control and the boss then like trusts him. So he just increased his like scope of what he can control. I don't know. Yeah. Increased his value. Yeah. So I don't know. So first, the first principle was like, what can you control and what can't you and learning the difference and learning how to like influence, build your influence and build your control of what you can do. So a lot of it talked about like relationships where it's like, I can't make the person show up on time, but I can show up on time and maybe that'll like show them like, oh, like that's something I should do or like. Yeah. If, if you have two coworkers and one person you really trust and one person shows up on time, one person, you know, does a job, like you'll go to them first. And the person will feel left out. But it's like, yeah, you should feel left out because you're not doing a good job. Yeah. But it was just in general, it's about like yourself and what you can do. So I, I thought it was good. There's a lot more things. That's what, that's part of what you can do though, too. If you help like to build a team. 
yeah, it's good to tell the person, but if you're telling the other person like, yeah, you need to show up and do a better job and they're only responding, then it's like, well, then I'll show you through actions. Like I won't reach out to you as much, you know, and you'll feel left out and you'll feel like, oh, what do I need to do yeah. better? But I mean, also, yeah. That makes uh, sense. Okay. Like, it, like it's, hard, it's, it's hard to do it as a, a leader and a manager versus as an employee. Like it feels like he's on all different types of tracks here. Like, Am I supposed to do this as an employer? It's all or of it. It's just the same, like, like in, the in your relationships and anything in my relationship with Bean. Like, it was just talking about anything, about how, like, being able to recognize, like, there's, like, three realms of control. You'll just have to read it I'm because you're just going to keep, like, asking questions about it. But you should read it. It's really, really good. It's just about identifying your realms of control curious, and then identifying yeah. how you can expand within those realms of control. Then principle two was about is about I haven't quite finished this one yet um is about what I previously talked about hmm. what's this book called uh, it's on your Kindle seven principles I could look it up I guess for you oh I probably have an email about it then oh thanks for buying the seven principles you didn't buy it it was free either way they still deliver it and they send me an email it's Amazon I can't let me know send me a receipt of sorts I can tell you right now no actually it doesn't have a it's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey. Oh, yeah, that's a very famous book. Exactly. I've heard of that book. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Be proactive. Begin with the end of mind. Put things first. Think win-win. Seek first to understand. I don't want to hear them because I'm trying to read the book. Synergize is number six. Okay. Sharpen the saw I'm trying. Growth. Okay. I'm trying to, like, build up to them. I'm doing, like, the right way, so. I'm reading the Wikipedia article the right way. You should just read the book. Okay. Um, it's almost my bedtime. It's past my bedtime. Not true. You stay up all night. Covey argues what he calls the personality ethic. Is that in the book? Yeah, it is. It's like before the habit. Anyway, so besides that, um, guess what's coming up? Oh, uh, the church, fe- or the, not church, the cruise festival. No. It is. With us. Anniversary? Yeah. <laughs> A few days away, maybe. Yeah. What day is it going to be? Like Monday? Let's see. Monday? Yeah. 16th. Fun. We got to record a special anniversary podcast. Yeah. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, I don't have any big plans. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, I kind of told you my Saturday routine, going to the farmer's market. And then Tina and I, Tina called me. I got lots of work to do, honestly. I got lots and lots yeah. of work to do. Also, I finished chapter one. It's really, really bad. So I just got to like... Cool. Can you send it over? No, because I'm too embarrassed. Like, there's like maybe like good sentences in it, but like the whole beginning part just like goes too fast. Like, I don't know. So... But if you get the ideas out there, yeah, you don't have to send it to me if you don't want, but I'd, I'd like to read it. It's so bad. You would never, you would break up with me immediately. You think? It's yeah, I guarantee. Jeez. <laughs> That's a bad book. Is it just all about me, this main character <laughs> named Batman? No, it's just like really he bad. Just, like, you'd be skips like, out on his requirements and skips out on his dates. You'd be like, yeah, this sounds like a uh, second grader wrote it while blindfolded. Like, But, um, you know, I'm trying. So. And get the ideas out there first. Yeah. I can send it to you, but you're just going to be like, yeah, the whole first page, like, it's just crazy because I tried to add in like the rules of the society and stuff and like 
tried to like give more intro, but it's just like really, really like, I don't know, jarring almost. It's like, oh, and then it's a lot of he and she. I don't know how to get out the pronouns. So, yeah, but it's good to get those ideas out that like, here's what your, your basis of the book is going to be, and then you can fill in the me. Yeah. And, and fill, you'll, as you're writing the book, you'll find ways that you can mix in those rules more organically. But you got to get the ideas on paper it's first. So bad. I don't think it's a bad but anyway, thing. this weekend, I'll probably talk to you more. But Tina called me on Wednesday. I forgot to tell you that. And we chatted for a little bit. And she wants to get together this weekend and just go for a hike because she's not running right now because she got injured. And now she's finally feeling better, but she's pretty out of shape. And But her daughter might be having a baby. So she's kind of like keeping me. Wow. Noticed. And then Sunday, I think I'm going to go out to dinner with Natalie. Oh, fun. But that morning I'm going to run 11 miles and go to yoga. That sounds good, baby. Yeah, I want to get, I need to do some runs too. I want to go up on 8th Street, do a little trail running, I think. I think Are that's you going to sign up for that thing? The price goes up on the 22nd. Yeah, I'm going to sign up for that thing. That's going to be my new thing. I'm going to get into trail running. Because you say you're running, people are like, oh, that's like, you're dumb. But if I like, oh, I like to trail run, and then you can get to see a little bit more and let's take advantage of it while I'm still here. I run the trails every day. That's good. I want to, too. I know. I'm just saying, like, you can run the trails in a lot of different places. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying this is a sticking point. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm excited. I just think I'm running really slow right now. I want to do that. I'm running really slow. I'm running like 10-20 pace with all the hills. I think you're going to try to beat me at my own game here. I won't. Even that, 10-20, that's still fast enough. To beat you? No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Well, here's the thing is I have to run with Megan. So if you just decide to run like past megan then like yeah you're gonna beat me it's gonna be really annoying can i just tell you that at the end of the finish line if jesus is obviously gonna beat me he's been posting his runs he's been running like 751 pace i get it he's gonna run the marathon like half marathon fast i will not oh i we can't put this in i need to let me not say the person's name and go on let me just say that if someone beats me at the end i will not be able to talk to them like we need to just leave yeah anyway so it'll be a fun weekend i'm working on some other stuff that i'll tell you about soon and and that i'm just really hungry whenever i stay up this late but um i don't have like any groceries left in my house because i want to grocery shop like all at the farmer's market because last time i'd just gotten groceries the day before at the grocery outlet so i'm most excited for there's this like um tamale guy and the salsa guy and they're so good remember when i told you about those yeah i ate like both of them in the same day and i want to get like four of them and have them as like lunch every day they're just like (laughs) so tasty Mm, 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 mm. and then there's super good fruits and vegetables here like boise's fruits and vegetables seem like bad in comparison and yeah it's hard to get things up here yeah, it's very true. Unless they're in season. So I'm really, really excited to like, last time I got like the best peaches and the best green plums, which I naturally never had a green plum before, but it was like so much better than a regular plum. And then... Really? I don't like regular plums. Maybe I like green oh, plums. Oh, it's so good. And then what else did I get? I got uh, 
mom and dad bread and granola, but I didn't get that for myself. So I don't know. I just want to get a bunch of like more greens. They had some really good looking radishes last time and just see what I can make throughout the week. Maybe I'll get some homemade bread. Who knows? But that's my story. Yeah. It's uh, getting late and I'd love to keep talking, but I can't talk to you from my bed with this seated position. So the green gauges are a group of cultivars of the common European plum. Fun. So that's a European plum that they brought over to America. They're good. They're like a little California just can grow everything. Yeah, it's the dreamland. Literally, it it's can grow dream. dreams. That's how great it is. It's soon to grow a little Matthew. <laughs> yeah, it's going to blossom. Grow a little romance between Matthew and <laughs> Um, So I shouldn't expect you to surprise me on our anniversary. Surprise anniversary? Yeah. Probably not, baby. Not this year. Oh, see, maybe you're just saying that because you are going to. You've got to really sell the surprise. Yeah, I wish. Um, you could send me the money book if you wanted to any day, or I could just get it in October, I guess. I need to send that and, and Bean's toy. Yeah, you know, Mousy's back in play since he doesn't have his other toy now. Really? Yeah, he's getting that playtime <laughs> off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> it's just his only toy so he's like fine mousy get over here he also has this fun thing he already did it tonight where every single time i go into my room or every time i've stopped working at the desk he goes over and the little mouse that i use right the wireless one he uh-huh. throws on the ground oh smart and it breaks yeah, and i'm boy. like he really is a mouse hunter <laughs> all kinds of mice yeah it's pretty Cute. annoying though because then in the morning i go to work and it's like i pick it up and then i realize the battery fell out and then i have to find like the back part of it and they're all like separate and then it takes me like nine minutes Oofty. okay i'll text you from bed or something oh wait we didn't add we didn't check if there's anything in the inbox oh let's check uh, there's nothing in there yeah but there's nothing. Don't forget to email longdistancetherapypodcast at gmail.com if you have any thoughts or articles you want to send us or relationship questions that you have in your own and we can give it some really unqualified advice and anything else you may have a query about. Thank you. All right, lovey. Night, night. Okay. Thanks for the chat. Thanks for the call. Bye, baby. Bye.